0: Hello, and welcome back to the Nash & Pine Sports Chat. I am your host, Wilson Times sports reporter Andrew Schnitker. Joining me, sports editor Paul Durham. Paul, it's been a little while since we've done one of these, but in fairness, we've we have uh, we've been pretty busy with everything that's been going on. Yeah,
1: we've been busy and you know sick and everything else that's kind of happened. So here we are, and we're still playing basketball. Well, two teams are. But we had some basketball to, to cover this past weekend.
0: Yeah, Saturday we had a pair of teams play for state championships, including well, three, the... Three,
1: actually, counting community Christian. But yes, that's correct. <laughs> to be accurate. Well,
0: well it's yeah. it's a, that's a mid-Atlantic Christian championship. It's kind championship, of a conference so hybrid... State association right, because there's Virginia teams, so I'm not sure it's just a North Carolina yeah, and it's state team. Small.
1: anyway, Community Christian Boys did lose in the final of that game. Congratulations to them for getting there because last year they weren't in any kind of association and couldn't play in any kind of playoffs.
0: So. Yeah, they had a they had a pretty good season. They had yeah. some good pieces and head coach Derek Atkinson's first year, so I think plenty to be happy about for that program. Another program that certainly has just a Litany of things to be happy about is the Wilson Christian girls basketball program yeah. captured its fourth straight state championship for on Saturday with a win over Living Water Christian at Gospel Light Christian. Had to fight for this one. They were down one going into the fourth quarter, but they're, you know, that veteran core, those three seniors that start Jocelyn Bailey, Kate Hoskins, Sophia Nesbitt, and then, you know, really that whole starting five. With Chloe Villaverde and Gracie Farmer, too, had an incredible season and they got the job done. They won. They have a four-peat. The Brian Troll dynasty continues the, and it's just thickens, what a run.
1: The Troll dynasty thickens. And, you know, they're 30 and 1. Is it possible those girls were just almost getting to the point of, okay. They were 30 and 3. But, oh, they were 30 and 3. Well, yeah. They won 30 games. But 33 games. 33 games. That's a lot. And so. Maybe they were down one at the half because it's like, here we go again. You know, they knew they were going to win that game. Yeah. I have to believe they felt like they were. So I kind of wonder how tired they were. But yeah, what a great accomplishment. They've done three peats. Now they've done a four peat. I don't know how many championships they've won over the years, but a bunch.
0: They've won. So they have eight. So this is the interesting thing. So you look at like this group of seniors. I was talking to Brian Troll about this on Saturday. Um, Kate and Sophia were there for all four of these.
1: Kate Hoskins, Sophia Nesbitt. Kate
0: Hoskins and Sophia Nesbit, yeah. Four-year rings. Four-year rings. Jocelyn Bailey, three. Because she s- came as
1: a 10th grader.
0: Right. But so you look at where, like, the program, like, when Kate and Sophia started at Wilson Christian, they doubled the number of state championships, that had been won right, in program man. history in these last four years. These last four years with over this four-peat run, Wilson Christian is ninety eight and twenty. I mean that that's that's a ridiculous run, and it's a heck of a legacy for this group to be behind. And now it, it you know, there kind of is a sense of resetting. They've ob- obviously you lose pieces every year in high school sports, but losing those three, you know, in Kate, Sophia, and Jocelyn. Those are three pretty big pieces to lose. You know, we talked about this being kind of the last run for this core group that Wilson Christian has had, but they couldn't have sent him out in better fashion.
1: No, they couldn't. And, you know, this is a special group that has won a lot. They've won volleyball championships. Um, not a whole lot of them play soccer. They did drop off. But that brings up a point that Brian Troll, the head coach, has had, largely an uninterrupted run of quality teams. Now, you know, they've won eight championships, state championships what whatever, how many years Brian's been coaching there. I don't know if it's 20 or not at this point, close to it. And, you know, I've watched over the years, you know, Malcolm Deans won, I forgot seven, I think state championships in a row, and then he left. And, you know, and then the program kind of, it dropped off a little bit, not too terribly much. They were still competitive. Um, Don Sampson, uh, and, and before him Luke Poor with the girls soccer program, state championships, and you know then they had a little drop off. It happens everywhere you go. There's going to be a drop off. It hasn't happened for Brian Troll. He's managed to have quality teams out there every year. Like I said, they're not winning the state championships every year, but he's had a good team every year. They're going to go deep. They usually go at least to the state semifinals almost every year. Well, so.
0: And I don't know about a drop off. I mean, Chloe and Gracie are gonna be back. Oh, be you've, fine. you've got other that'll young young players that were, you know, sitting behind this group. You know, and we talked about too, I mean, the standard's been set, the example's been set. There yeah. there's a there's a hunger there for anybody who's around that program right now.
1: Yeah, and they've got enough good players to really, I think, make a run next year. I mean, you know, if I... Put it this way when they took the court this year, the beginning of this year, it was like, okay, you guys, you know, you guys are going to win again. We, I mean, they had virtually the same team back. And, you know, to have players like Jocelyn Bailey and Kate Hosk um, and Sophia Nesbitt, um, you know, Gracie Farmer, who's an underclassman, obviously Chloe Villaverde, they'll be back. Um, man, you knew they were going to win. So yeah. next year, I don't think it's quite a done deal at all. Well, he's got to fill in some spots. But I mean, you got to put them on the short list right now. I'm sure everybody in the North Carolina Christian School Association is expecting Wilson Christian to be good next year. Well,
0: and why would you not? I mean, I, they're, they're every year. I mean, they've given
1: you no reason to believe that there's that they wouldn't be back, back. So, congratulations to the Lady Chargers. Way to get it done, and we'll see if you can do it again next year.
0: And another team that was back in the state championship game for the second year in a row, unfortunately, did not have success. In either appearance, that's the Greenfield boys, uh, they made that run to the 2A state championship game this year. First year in the 2A ranks, ran into a really, really good, the Burlington school team, um, end up losing. Burlington schools won three straight state championships. Still a lot to be proud of for Greenfield this year and a lot to feel good about going forward, as you wrote about in your game story on Saturday.
1: Yeah, and there you know, and there's this was a special team for Greenfield. Obviously they have four seniors. Those guys aren't gonna be back, Bryson Wall and Kaishawn Atkinson and Micah Sherrod and Jack Adair, um, who brought all four of those guys brought a lot to this team. And they were they were just not consistent enough. I mean, they came in, they went down to Goldsboro and beat a really good Wayne Country Day team that had eaten Greenfield's lunch the previous two games. Just, just smacked them around, and Greenfield went down there and beat them and got into the state championship game, and they were going against a Burlington school team. That, yeah they were a two-time state champion but they'd only beaten Greenfield by four points in Farmville in
0: January and that was a game and I was there yeah. that was a game that Greenfield let well, yeah, get away the they, whole they, game. Greenfield had that game
1: yeah and so then this team they play I'm sure they played a, a great schedule like Greenfield did they had 12 losses they were beatable and Greenfield just did not play their best on Saturday they they missed shots just like you know coach solder Rob solder said they missed shots and they got in foul trouble early and I mean that you know Without having been there to see the calls or whatever, you know that was it's that's tough. It's part of the game though, so you got to deal with it. And Greenfield didn't. So the good news for Greenfield is you can almost count that they are a state semifinalist every year. You put them in three A, they'll probably make the at least the state semifinals, independent semifinals at the three A level because they got up to two A this year and they act like they've been there all along because they're that good and so we'll see how they come back next year i mean i you know look i'm expecting greenfield to be playing that last weekend of the of the season next year as well he's got a good group back hampton evans will be a senior hampton has been there since he was in eighth grade in fact hampton beat, beat the burlington school as an eighth grader in the state playoffs with a buzzer beater um so their histories go back but, um, you know, it, it wasn't meant to be for Greenfield on Saturday, and I think it's just frustrating for Coach Salter because, you know, you never know, I think, well, that team who was really going to show up, and I think it was, you know, it was a little disappointing, but as he, he said, um, you know, we're disappointed with we us, but I'm not disappointing this team at all because they really worked hard to get where they were. A lot of teams could have folded. I, mean, I think we had talked about this before. Greenfield didn't look like a team that was going anywhere the last you know couple of weeks.
0: Well, I was at that conference championship game here against Wayne Country Day, like you mentioned. Wayne Country Day, just dis- destroyed them that night. And Thirty looked, some points. That that night looked like like okay, is Greenfield even going to get to that that semifinal Thursday yeah. of the?
1: And they did, and, then, yeah. and they got there, and then they got to the state and championship, and just played catch up the whole way, and they never really could get back in it. But you know. Great season for the knights. They're going to miss those four seniors that are moving on, but you know a lot of good things are still happening for Greenfield boys basketball and the girls too. Even though they lost in the uh, state uh, quarterfinals,
0: yeah, they got um back. To, they got back. No, they it's lost in the seven semifinals. semifinals. Sorry, they, they second straight year of semifinals. Second straight, first time in program history they've gone back. Um, you know, first year for head for Willie McNair as head coach. Obviously, you know, Serenity McNair, his daughter, their star point guard, is a special talent. She'll be a senior next year, so yeah. you know there's some hunger there to get it done. They'll have some other good pieces back, like Darcy Dean and Tori Coleman. So definitely, uh, they'll they'll re-
1: miss the German Exchange student Clara Graf. She was um, and Jalen Holland and really Rollen, really good obviously. shoot outside shooter Jaylen's for them. Just a Great all around athlete at Greenfield, and she brings a lot to every team she's on. So yeah, they're gonna miss them. But you know, Serenity is the, the straw that stirs that drink. So yeah. we'll see how she does next year. I'm um, you know it's. When Greenfield girls are good, that really makes it a lot more interesting. It def-
0: definitely it does. And, it, you know, it's been that kind of year for girls basketball, which will segue me into our next team here, and that's Bedingfield, the, the number one overall seed in 2A yeah, East after the special like season they've had. They've done very well so far in the postseason, played exceptional defense through three games. Their first two games – uh, Denisha Briggs did what you expect Denisha Briggs to do. Combined for 60 points and wins over East Duplin and Southwest Edgecombe. And then Saturday they welcome in an NCSSM Durham. That, you know you get in that third round. That's kind of be like, okay, well, what are we seeing here? And it, it was the, unicorns. The unicorns. <laughs> it was their press and their defensive pressure that just had the unicorns. Just rattled right, immediately in that game. I mean, I th- I think Bettingfield was up like fifteen, scored the first fifteen points of the game. That's over at that point. Yeah, uni- unicorns didn't score until like minute something left in the first quarter. Bettingfield held them to six points in the first no. half. I mean, you can't they, win them postseason they, like they, I mean, they just had them throwing passes over people's heads and out of bounds. I mean, they they just had them completely off their game. And and Denisha. Had 15 points in that game. That's tied for her season low. I I'm not by any means saying Denisha was bad. She led them in rebounding. She hit a couple shots, but you know it was kind of the you know the thought. Okay, what can they do if Denisha doesn't light up the scoreboard? Well, if they defend like that, and if point guard Pinky Marshall, who had 18 points in that game, was frequently just you know getting the steal and flying down the court for the open layup plays the way she did, Bettingfield. We've said all year. I mean, Bettingfield's more than just. Denisha, they have some other good pieces around her. T.J. Harris had 10 points in that game. She hit a couple big shots. Yeah. So
1: and then they've got girls like Sanaya Copp, who's a freshman, coming off the bench. It's just really kind of played into Cortland Ricketts, a sophomore. Not big as anything, but can get in there and rebound with anybody. I think what, we've, what we have probably haven't talked about enough with this betting field team that's becoming apparent now because it's been lost in the Denisha Briggs show, because she's scoring, what, averaging 30 some points a game or 27 points a game, scoring 50, is they have incredible chemistry. These girls really kind of get along. They understand each other. You have to have good chemistry to play good defense. You just have to. Yeah. Because you have to know what your teammates are doing and expect them to be where they're going to be. And I think that's really been the key, that Benningfield has really kind of moved into this, this third round, fourth round now Because of that chemistry because they're playing the defense they need to play against teams now granted The teams they are gonna see starting Tuesday with C4th and moving on are gonna be a lot better than the first three They play but they didn't sweat. it. They didn't struggle I mean, you know the first round they were playing the 32nd seed and they won by what 17 Why didn't you win by 34 doesn't matter you won you move on and that's what the key was They were focused on playing that defense and not trying to run up the score so, I mean, you know, I, I like where fields at right now. They answered some tough questions this week.
0: Yeah, and now they're in the fourth round for the first at, time. Playing at home. That's playing huge. at home in front of their home crowd. In the fourth round for the first time since 2008.
1: Yeah, that was the last time they went to the state championship when they had big Gene Best in the paint. Six-foot-eight Gene Best or six-five, I'm sorry, Gene Best in the paint. And so it's been a while for beddingfield to get to that point but i mean you know Denisha Briggs is a special talent this is a special team folks
0: yeah this is um you know if you're beddingfield i mean Denisha's adding to that beddingfield legacy that local legacy with every single one of these games and i mean definitely highly encourage uh you know local fans supporters of the bruins to get out to that game on tuesday cuz you said you know it's been 15 years since everything
1: Benningfield's been through as an athletic program in the last three years they the deserve fact this. that they are playing for a regional uh, spot in the regional championship man get out there and support those girls they deserve
0: that's awesome they if there's a school of this that deserves this it's better right yeah, now it's Bettingfield. now a school that's not necessarily had to deal with uh very many struggles. they don't
1: have to beg their fans to come to games for sure, you
0: know? that is, yeah well, you gym need a,
1: is half as big as everybody else's,
0: but still it yeah they don't, up quickly they don't need our help with that um no. but uh, you know a team that's looking to go to the final four for a third straight year and get ba- and then it, in that regard you know get back to a state championship for this game for the second time in three years. Wilson Prep boys is pre- have pretty much made short work of everybody that they've seen through the first three rounds, which you, you kind of expect when you've got a seed that high in one A.
1: Yeah, when they're the two seed, and in fact, some of their games have been closer. But again, and we're sticking talking about this is defense, defense, defense is what really drives Wilson Prep. That's no secret with that. I mean, when Anthony Atkinson Jr. took the job three year, four years ago, he talked, you know, we're gonna play defense first, and that's what they do. They come out there and they create havoc. They were up. I mean, those guys were playing straight man-to-man. As Anthony says, as Ant says, get up under them. Get up under them. When you got guys who are playing man-to-man and their faces are like inches apart, that's taking the team out of their comfort zone. And Pamlico County did not know what to do. And then when Wilson prep started hitting three-pointers, they hit 17 threes. When you mix that kind of defense with that kind of outside shooting, good luck. It's and hardly anybody's going to be able to keep up with you unless you can hit the threes at the other end and break the press. So yeah, I mean, right now the way Wilson Prep's playing, really good. But again, that's sort of that that demarcation of third round to fourth round. It's going to that's be that's when it big, gets real. <laughs> well, and it's it, been real for them. Pamela County was a good team, but they're going to play the team on t- tomorrow Tuesday. Chatham Charter, 34-0, the number three seed, so they will be coming here. And that is exactly where Wilson Pratt wants them because last year they lost to Chatham Charter in Greenville in the state semifinals. Chatham Charter ended up losing the state championship game to Hayesville in overtime. And, of course, you know, Wilson Prep was the defending champion, won it two years ago. So here we go, the last two East champions playing in this semifinal or quarterfinals game on Tuesday. Man, it could be for a state championship. Truthfully. Well,
0: and I think, you know, that, that game was is one last year that really still kind of sticks in Wilson Prep's craw because they felt like they just did not play no, the way they're I capable of that I day. It. And I, it's been a driving force. And I'm sure Ant probably told you the same yeah. thing he told me last week, <laughs> that they sat there watching – the state championship game last year. After that, feeling like it should have been theirs again.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think so. I mean, that that he talked to me a lot about that today, and you know how they just let them drive, drive, drive. They didn't play the defense that they planned to play. They got caught up in the moment, and as he, he said, this is not the same team. Yeah, there's a lot of same guys on the team. It's not the same team at all. So I think he's feeling pretty good about the way his team is going to play defense, and. Um, you know, we'll see. That's gonna be a heck of a game tomorrow night. I mean we're 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 in the very short rows of high school basketball. All these games are gonna be good games.
0: And it's gonna be I mean, you're I'm gonna be out at Bettingfield, you're gonna be out at Wilson Prep. I expect them both to be good environments, but Especially against that team that knocked them out last year, oh, it's going to be something be else in that in that in that Tiger Den tomorrow. They night. They are going
1: to be frothing for sure, and you know they this is it too. This is the last home game they can play. There's no other home games for them. That's em right. They'll yeah. play on the road in a neutral site Saturday to be determined if they win. Same with Um So they've gone as far as they can go. This is this is their last game at home, and uh, trust me. We'll make the most out of that. That's for sure. They enjoy their home games, and it's going to be a bittersweet occasion. But they're going to do everything they can to make sure that is not too bitter.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, whether it's bitter or sweet, we will be back here. I uh, said so we'll try to get back to doing these a little bit more regularly. We'll be back here, hopefully early next week, to talk about it. If they win, if especially if both teams win, I don't know. Maybe we'll even do a uh, another episode this week to talk about the final four matchups. No promises, but. We will certainly do our best, but until then, I want to thank everyone for listening, and we will talk to you guys later. Goodbye.